welcome to our cool channel. We are M3 Movies on YouTube. We talk about movies and films and stuff. Hello! Welcome back. Hi. We're, uh, I'm Jack. I'm Brian. And this is M3 Movies. I'm sick right now. So that's why I sound bad. It's okay. Uh, Brian is back in town, so we thought we'd record another episode real quick, because it's been a while and we missed it. Yeah. 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 Uh, we just made a vlog, which is probably going to be going up soon. Um... But yeah, we're just gonna chat for a bit. We're ditching the uh, the what structure I guess format? Yeah. Format, yeah. We're ditching the that, so we just kind of talk and chill. Sounds good. I want to talk light outline. Yeah. Things I'd like to talk about. Yes. We need to talk about Star Wars. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <coughs> uh, so spoilers for Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. We have to talk about cats. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So we're going to talk about cats. Yeah. Um, the Oscars are interesting. I don't mm-hmm. know how much you know about the Oscars. Oh, nothing. That's good. But that's a thing we could talk about. Um, we just saw Little Women. I've seen it four times. We did. We I can talk about that. Twice. Um, that's about it. Really, Star Wars and cats. Yeah. Those, uh, are, those are the big ones I want to... So let's save Star Wars for last okay. so people can uh, miss out on the spoilers. Although, you know, if you're on the internet right now and still trying to avoid spoilers for Rise of Skywalker, what are you doing? Yeah, that's a little... Right? Uh... Yeah. I see people on Twitter getting upset about it. And it's like, seriously? <laughs> Calm down. It's like when the Russos did like their whole... Uh... Oh my when one Avengers Endgame came out, it's like, all right, guys, you can talk about it online, like, yeah. two weeks after. We'll count down. We'll tell you when the spoiler ban is lifted. Like, shut up. Okay, Rusez. Go back to Community. I started watching Community recently. I had never okay. watched it before. It's hilarious. Really? Yeah, I love Community. It's so funny. What's it on? Hulu. Hulu? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so funny. I've been watching The Clone Wars recently, because I got Disney Plus, and it's... We have to talk about The Mandalorian, too. I haven't watched it Since yet. Since our last podcast, the entirety of The Mandalorian has come out. I haven't watched it at all. <laughs> I've watched the first episode when it came out, and then, like, I didn't keep up with it. It's so good, Brian. It's so good. Baby Yoda? I saw him. <laughs> uh, Gina Carano? I don't know what that is. Uh, the Ugnaught? Dude, Who's I have not watched Creole? the show yet. <laughs> Uh, have you seen the Clone Wars? No. Damn it. Did you see Rebels? Mm-mm. Damn it. Okay. Well, there's something... I've seen the... What? 11 movies? That's all the Star Wars content I've consumed. Is it 11 now? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, damn it. Okay, because at the end of the last episode, there's a big, uh, a big fun thing that's prevalent to the... Clone Wars and Rebels. They actually probably only know from the Rebels and Clone Wars. You know, Nikki worked on Mando season two. I know. Yeah, she's pretty cool. I worked on music videos, so... <laughs> <laughs> Your music video is very good. And people should watch it. 
Because well, Jack put a lot of work into it, and it's really good. I'll plug it at the end. That's okay. <laughs> it's really good, guys. Um, where can we talk? Uh, Little Women. Start. Little Women is very good. Little Women is a perfect movie. It hits um, harder the second time. It hits harder the third and fourth times as well. Yeah. If you were wondering, does it get does it hit harder each and every time? Like, yes, it gets so? progressively better. Okay. Uh, every single time, you <coughs> notice new things. <coughs> I'm convinced that every scene is perfect. Greta Gerwig yeah. is oh a genius. God. So good. Um, she knows exactly what the point of every scene is and makes sure that that's the moment that hits the hardest in every scene. Yeah. Saoirse Ronan is Saoirse has been an Oscar-nominated actress since the age of 14. Uh, he said 19. She's four, no, she was nominated in 2009. Atonement, Best Supporting Actress. Oh my god. Um, she's a genius. And if she doesn't get in the Oscars this year, uh, I'm probably just going to have to kill Cynthia Erivo, assuming that that's who <laughs> takes her spot. Um, From uh, Harriet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Harriet. Did not see the movie. No. I'll be, to be fair, I didn't see the movie. I'm sorry. It's but... kind of filmed like a drunk history bit. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. It's just... <laughs> it just looks like something that's not quite real. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so Little she bet Florence Pugh should win Best Supporting oh Actress. Oh my god! I um, if she doesn't get in, I'll have to kill whoever it is that takes her spot. Yeah, Florence Pugh played Amy, um, and I I wasn't really familiar with Little Woman before I saw the movie. I wasn't either. Um, but coming out of it, I had heard something somewhere about how in other adaptations of Little Women, Amy is portrayed mm-hmm. as kind of like. The jealous younger sister. If there's an antagonist, it was Amy. Yeah. And it's like, it it was a moment of like, oh, yeah, I guess so. But Florence Pugh plays it so well. She's so easy to empathize with. Yeah. And, like, that's a lot of that is Florence Pugh. But again, a lot of it is Greta Gerwig. She's just... Okay, so I also have not read the book. Yeah. So I'm not... This is secondhand what I'm talking about. But I was reading about how her adaptation changes things. Specifically, the ending. Yeah, um, I figured. Uh, and how she was able to take like this book from eighteen sixty eight and adapt it in a way that feels to people who were writing this article, right? Obviously, yeah. <laughs> that feels so true to it, but also like uh, feels like it could be made to reflect today yeah so well it's, and so seamlessly it's the definition of an adaptation and she's not going to win the oscar it's very shakespearean in the terms of you know maybe the time that it's set in isn't what it is now and maybe the language is a little bit differently but ultimately all of the kind of emotions and the mm-hmm. troubles that they face are something that is still very true to this day so good mm-hmm all the characters are solid, and you feel for them, Timothy and you love Chalamet. them, and Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Chris Cooper? Who oh, is Mr. Lawrence? The, yeah. What else has he been in? I don't know, but he's excellent. Okay, he is um, excellent. Laura Dern? Laura Dern. Laura Dern is probably going to win an Oscar this year. Laura Dern is popping story. up everywhere. I know. I think she should win for this movie. Well, she, I mean, she kind of disappeared for a second, and now she's yeah. like, Star Wars, Marriage Story, Little Woman, the she's next so Jurassic good. Park movie. Mm-hmm. Um... Meryl Streep, of course. Meryl Streep. You know a movie is good when Meryl Streep is in a scene and doesn't eat it up. <laughs> yeah. So good. <laughs> well, Florence Pugh can s- <clears throat> spar with her. Oh, yeah. Um, spar. 
I don't know what a word is. I would love um, to see Florence Pugh. Joe. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so good. Eliza Scanlon and Emma Watson as the other two. Yeah. The uh, Mark sisters are both also excellent. Um, there's someone I'm forgetting. Mr. Brooks, really good. I don't know his name. I feel bad. Um, yeah. Oh, I'll look it up because he deserves to be said out loud because everyone in this movie Which is one, perfect. He was the the publisher. Oh no, that's Tracy Letts. Also oh, okay. very good. That's Mr. Dashwood. Mr. Brooke is uh, Emma Watson's husband. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what's this guy's name? What do you got? James Norton. James He's really good. Norton. Louis Garrel as Frederick. Friedrich right. is very good. Yeah, that's the big ones. Yeah. Fairly small cast, actually. Bob Odenkirk? Bob Odenkirk. Actually, Bob Odenkirk was, I think, my least favorite part. No, I, okay. So here's the thing about Bob yeah. Odenkirk in this movie. Bob <laughs> Odenkirk, like, the first time... I didn't know that Bob Odenkirk was in the movie. I don't think a lot of people knew that Bob Odenkirk no, was in the movie. No, I didn't So you see him and you're like, oh, it's Bob That's Odenkirk. Bob, yeah. <laughs> But he just, he, so quickly for me, he, does he, like, just mesh into the world. Like, it's yeah. so, like, there is an element of, like, oh, it's Bob Odenkirk, but then so quickly it's, oh, it's Mr. March. I, like, I, it's so fast for me. And, like, I love, he, he's he such a dad. He's, like, the <laughs> joke when Friedrich is, like, running away and he's, like, uh, you know, ah, I like that guy. He'd make a good friend for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's just, like, that's something that, like, my dad would say. Like, I just felt like a lot of I love Bob his Kirk. stuff was kind of more stiff than what everyone else... Which, I mean, granted, he was going up against phenomenal, phenomenal mm-hmm. stuff throughout the whole movie, and, you know, a side character just... Well, also, his character just got back from war. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know. He's so good. I love that movie. <laughs> Such a good movie. Maybe I'll watch it a fourth time. I feel like the trailer no, third. makes it what? seem that, um, that there's a lot of, like, preachy moments, you know? Especially, particularly that one scene with Joe. Yeah. Um, you know, women, they don't have just minds. They, they have minds, and they have yeah. whatever. That scene, I mean, it makes it look really kind of like... Going into it based off of the trailers, I certainly thought that it was going to be more yeah. kind of... It's like, I'm feminist. yelling my morals at you, but yeah. the trailer doesn't include the line that she has at the end of that speech which I won't say, but is so crushing. Yeah. And it's... Greta Gerwig is so good at that, just making she, that last line, like, just kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Greta Gerwig uh. did a fantastic job of where in the trailers you would see it and think, okay, it's going to be pretty, like, blatantly about how women were, like, kind of oppressed and their voices were kind of hushed. Um... But when you watch the actual movie, it's a lot more subtle, I think, and it's kind of in the... I don't want to say in the background, but it's not the driving element of the movie. I mean, I think my... Perhaps my favorite thing about the movie, and about the story, at least, is how critical it is of Joe. Because it would be so easy to, like, make Joe... A phenomenal and Appear as if, like, she knows everything, she's in the right, right, like, she's independent, and that's a good thing, and that's... But it's critical of her in a way that is very fair mm-hmm. like just because you're independent doesn't mean love is a bad thing yeah you know like and it does that with emma watson's character too with emma watson's character yeah. it says it's so it basically bad. says i think independence is like not to be frowned upon but it does come with its hardships mm-hmm. yeah which is beautiful 
so good. A plus. A plus plus. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about it like you that. Make, you make a good point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I just died. <laughs> uh, what else can we talk about? I think we're done. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> Let's talk about cats. Yes. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm just saying this now. I'm going full spoilers for cats. Who cares? What exactly. Is there to spoil? I'm just saying because I want to talk about, about so many cats. moments. There's that I nothing talk about cats. Freaking. Okay. Yeah. Where to start? <laughs> Let's start at the very beginning because those first five moments are the most terrifying piece of cinema I've ever seen. It's so scary for no reason. <laughs> terrifying. The song in the graveyard? What are they even talking about? Why are they in a graveyard? Is it a graveyard? What? It looks like a graveyard if it's not. Like the the, the song of names thing? Oh, yeah. It might not be a graveyard, but that's the vibe I got. Yeah. I also just don't understand the world, because you see a lot of stuff in the background where it's like, cat Sino, which is just (laughs) absurd. (laughs) Also, like, nothing about like the sense of scale makes any sense there are different sizes in every scene (laughs) the cats are oh my god how they landed on this design for the cats is just bizarre i just don't know because even in in the stage play they don't go for well let's make them look like real cats they like make it yeah i don't want to say an artistic thing but like an artistic thing yeah it's like oh god absolutely just bizarre oh, movie. Um, I guess we just go in order. So the the Rebel Wilson song comes oh! first. <laughs> Worst one. Worst one. <laughs> Probably yeah. Uh, the particularly I think because of the the mics, the cockroaches, the cockroaches and, in particular, and and the, that thing. I don't want to. I don't want to bring it into this room, but you know what I'm talking about is that thing when she like unzips her. <laughs> 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 Terrifying. When it's, when it's revealed Terrifying. that the skin that you see she's wearing isn't her skin. It's like a coat. And she has and more she's wearing, skin under it. I'm so confused. And the CG is terrible. It's so bad. I mean, the cockroaches, they didn't even, like... The cockroaches are... It could have just been people in costumes. The cockroaches are terrifying. Just terrifying. And then she just eats them. Okay. So <laughs> that was fun. to be okay with What's it. next? Is it is it Jason Derulo or James Corden? One of the two. It, Which well, one do you want to talk about? Was, uh, let's talk about Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. Because my sister and I had the same realization, uh, my sister particularly so, in that he was actually kind of entertaining to watch. Yeah, no, he was just he was just having a good yeah, time. Because, I mean... I, it was kind of weird watching honestly, him like... Honestly, they probably should have gotten more performers instead of yeah. actors because cats is to be performed not although acted. the other performer that's in the movie mm, we'll get to right. her we'll get to her <laughs> no but uh it was a little bit weird watching him like feed cats milk a clock of orange style i just but I, like <laughs> i genuinely try to like flush that from my brain as much as possible <laughs> what just him pouring milk into yes, other cats yes. Like face, it's horrible. <laughs> like I was, I could not stop thinking about like this is really just like it really just looks like he's just don't. <laughs> I, it, you that know also, what it looks like. Yeah, that also made me question: Is this a world for cats or a world for humans? Because it's it's a, it's, it's apparently unclear. real London, but also yeah, it's everything un- is it's unclear the whole time. There are wanted posters, yes, for cats. Macavity, yeah, that are like normal size. Yeah. Makes no sense. The the Macavity magic 
Makes no no, no goddamn and sense. As far as I'm concerned, it's also just like not in the musical. Like they no, yeah, I've heard like, about that. Yeah, with the him stealing everyone that just isn't in the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Busta for Jones, Busta for Jones. I, I think it's really funny that James Corden, who like is a <clears throat> proud like voice against like fat shaming, yeah. took this role where is his he really? his ultimate. Well, he he had this YouTube video that went very viral about some. Uh, I don't remember which comedian had, like, a joke about it, about just being fat, and he, like, had a really powerful response to it. And now here we go. But, um, his role is that of a cat who, according to Rebel Wilson's character, wants to ascend to the heaviside layer, which makes no goddamn sense, but, uh, in order to come back a skinny cat and get fat all over again. Someone, and then, someone, someone wrote that. Someone and then his that downfall. That would be a good thing. And then <laughs> his, his, his downfall is that he cannot resist when McCavity offers him garbage to eat. <laughs> he cannot resist <laughs> stuffing it in his mouth. And that's what his downfall is. It was like, well, it was like crab, right? I don't offering? remember. It's something ridiculous. So absurd. Oh, so God. Absurd. And then there's, let's see, what's after that? It's like the two... And then, it, oh yeah, it's the, the, the troublemaker the, the, ones. Yeah, with the the dog that they didn't bother. To that was the one that was like really bad scale. Yes, because everything was way too big. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> everything was way too big. Like the fork and knife were just huge. <laughs> the staircase was just like gigantic for no reason. It's just, it was so unimportant. No, no, it was important. It was to show that those characters were just troublemakers. They didn't mean anything by it. They were just kind of troublemakers, having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Which is useful. Don't you later. understand character, Brian? Because <laughs> Tom oh, Hooper, geez. director of Les Mis, does director of Oscar-winning director of The King's Speech, <laughs> Tom Hooper. God damn it. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. He. Uh... That's awesome. Oh, and and then it's the. Uh, the Judy Dench showing up song. Old Deuteronomy? Yeah. Yeah. There's um, memory. The, the, the first memory is thrown in there somewhere. Followed by the lackluster Taylor Swift song. I actually did not mind the Taylor Swift song. Really? I thought it was pretty good. I, I thought it was like. So I imagine without that song. Yeah. In the show. Yeah. This character, Victoria, uh -huh. is her name, right? Is absolutely nothing. Is just literally nothing, yeah. and this song gives her literally anything. I mean, I guess. I just thought it was and an interesting... I was like, this is like... At least there's an attempt here. <laughs> <laughs> there's an attempt here to give this character any sort of character. I'm not... And it's... <coughs> it's at least more interesting than the three... The, the four previous songs that we had just talked about. I'm not entirely convinced that's why that song was written, though. I think it was that's definitely fair. so that it's definitely just sell so Taylor albums. Swift did yeah. <laughs> she didn't get... She, it's not even shortlisted. What you, so, you, so the Academy, for a lot of the craft categories, has yeah. released releases shortlists for the nominees to pick from for the nominations. Yeah. It was not on the shortlist. It is ineligible for an Oscar nomination. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> But I don't think it's a bad... Means, I don't at think, least that art isn't entirely dead. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad song. 
I think it's interesting that it's not even shortlisted. I think I thought um, it was an interesting choice to grind the movie to a complete halt for more than a couple of songs. <laughs> Let's see. And then the ball starts. You have Ian McKellen, who's really just method acting a cat, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was a fun choice. Um, oh, my favorite cat is next. My favorite oh, cat. The, the railroad? The railway cat. I did kind of enjoy the railway no, cat. No, okay, so you want to know why the railway well, not, cat is my favorite? I, I enjoyed it as much as I think I could enjoy cats, but do go on. You want to know why the railway cat's my favorite? Why is that? So, the first half of the movie, yes. they're running around from location to location, yeah. right? And they're, uh, they need to, like, meet all these people. Yeah. And in the second half, you're now at the ball, and you're like, okay, this is the plot. Yeah. This is where the, this is where any sort of plot kicks in. Yes. And we're going to stay here now. We're going to be at the ball. And Ian McKellen does his thing. It's all at the ball. And I'm like, okay, we're here. We're at the, we're at the part where like, this is the, what the, we've been talking about. This is the yeah. bulk of the, this yeah. is what's going to happen. And then in tap dances, the railway cat, <laughs> and they just like go to Grand Central Station. <laughs> How did they even get there? First of all. And then they just come back. It's all they, magic, right? It just, it just, but like. Which cats have magic? Uh, okay. But, like, it just, it's <laughs> like, you cats? think you're there, and then you just go to the railway station with the <laughs> railway cat. And I love that. <laughs> I think it's more of a vision than anything. I don't think it was meant to be taken literally, Brian. Oh, yeah. You no. have to understand. I have to understand Tom Hooper's artistry. To, yeah, look at the, look at the nuances. <laughs> God, the man's never gonna work again. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, dang, I was gonna say, oh, uh... Let's let's talk about there. There was the bit where Deuteronomy is taken by McCavity and is magic. Before that, though, is Taylor Swift, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So With when Taylor catnip. Swift is lowered into the room on like a moon, yeah, like like the DreamWorks kid, yeah, <laughs> and wearing drugs, sh- wearing shoes. Like cat sized shoes, apparently. For no, a lot of the cats wear like sneakers. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> it's um, and Taylor Swift comes in and drugs the entire yeah room with with catnip with catnip <laughs> with the two with the and two, sings a the song and sings a song that belongs in like a seventies porno, like. Like literally, like the melody. Do you remember it? No. It goes. Literally, like just the shittiest, like so the... bizarre song. And she doesn't make it entertaining. No, it's not fun to watch. No, it's not. <laughs> well, okay. Oh, <laughs> it, it's <laughs> Brian. It's funny. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off the whole movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so everyone's drugged. McCavity is like, all right, it's okay. my time to shine. McCavity, does McCavity have his song? He doesn't have, I don't think McCavity has a solo song. song. Or does he but jump he into does... the McCavity song? I think he jumps into Taylor Swift's song or something. Yes. Yeah. At some point. When he takes off his, like, Thing. He's just naked. He's just butt naked. He looks, he looks so much more naked than the other cats. And you know what it is? It's because it's the same skin color. It's the same. For some reason, I mean, I know the reason yeah. that they decided to make Idris Elba's cat color the same color as his skin color. So when he takes off his cat clothes, he looks like he's just a butt naked human. He looks like <laughs> a fucking like Idris Elba Ken doll. <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> 
the most terrifying thing. Oh, I don't like it. Okay. Um, and then... So then next? he kidnaps Deuteronomy. Mr. What's his name? The magic one. The never, ever was ever a cat so clever as magical Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah, him. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That I, whole song is I distinctly just... remember after, like, the fourth attempt of trying to get Deuteronomy back, just saying, oh, come, oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I really thought it was just gonna be, like, a really cheap rule of threes thing. Like, come on, just <laughs> get <laughs> bring her back! <laughs> oh, God. And they just kept... It's that, That's the one song, like... I think it's it's a little catchy, and then... I but it's the same have. thing! Yeah. <laughs> it's one, <laughs> like, line... <laughs> Over and he over like again. fails, and then they bring it back, and he fails again. They bring it back, he fails again. They bring it back. <laughs> it's terrible. It's oh, nothing can prepare you for how terrible Cats is. Is what I realized while watching. I've Cats. never seen a movie quite like it, and I, I I appreciate that 2019. Okay, so me and Jack were talking about this. I, 2019 yeah. is easily like one of the best years for movies of my lifetime, in my own personal opinion, and it. I'm happy that even our worst movies are at least just bizarre Funny. in <laughs> such a fun way. <laughs> it's bizarre in such a way that I didn't know possible. Yeah. It's something that I, I could not explain to you how a you studio exec, especially like Universal, yeah, was like, yeah, we'll give you ninety five yeah. million dollars. Gonna lose seventy million dollars. <laughs> We'll give you $95 million <laughs> to make this movie. Go for it. Oh, man. Tom Hooper really must have sold him on that. Um, Jesus. Did you notice Jason Derulo taking the the higher octave for the end of Magical Mr. Mistopoli? No, I didn't. Yeah, to... Him alone. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, let's see. What else happens then? Uh, and then it's, it's like the memory happens again. Memory happens again. She beautiful ghosts yeah. happens again, which is briefly, you know, just, and then probably the best part of the movie, just because. And then it's is that now it's time for Dame Judy Dench to sing about what makes a cat. A cat is not a dog. Yeah, Jack. <laughs> she like just breaks the fourth wall for way too long. There were, yeah, there were a couple of times. There were like two times during the movie where they decided to just keep it rolling on one close up of the cats, and. Both times, I it made me realize just how terrible this CZ was. It was an awful. It's awful so choice. bad. It's so bad. Um, no, but like James, Dame Judy Dench, uh, just like James Judy Dench. She just looks at the camera and like talks about cats. Yeah. And like you, and then like it, it cuts away from that like three yeah. different times, and you, you think th it's over, but then try. she just keeps going. And it goes on, it's the end of the movie, it's the last scene of the movie, but, like, it goes on for, like, ten minutes. It's just so Her just, bad. like, talking about what makes a cat a cat. And I'm like, I don't know what... A cat is not a dog. I don't know what the cat symbolism is supposed to be here. I don't understand <laughs> it. I don't know what a jellicle is. No, uh, it's yeah. just, I mean, the whole movie is just explaining to you how to talk to a cat and how to treat a cat. And how... The addressing of cats. Yeah. And the personalities a cat can have, such as being fat and wanting to... <laughs> regenerate into a skinny cat to become fat again <laughs> you know how cats do you know how cats do <laughs> how like it's really just the really really the movie is just like a singing competition where the winner gets to commit suicide that's <laughs> <laughs> that's 
<laughs> it's what the movie is. Which would be weird enough on its own, and they just, and then they decided to make it starring Cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, the movie could just be like any... <laughs> it could just be people. It could have been people. It could have been a, a weird sci-fi fantasy, and that honestly probably would have been more bearable. Could have been Bears. Bears. Oh my god, Bears the musical. It could have been anything. Could have been goddamn well, anything. Bears the musical could turn out to be something very different. Jellicle Bears. Jellicle cans. What, what the hell is Jellicle? <laughs> the Heaviside Layer. Heaviside Layer. Not Layer. Not L-A-I-R. Layer. Layer. Yeah. L-A-Y-E-R. Because yeah. why would it make any goddamn sense in the first... Why, why... I mean, every year they choose someone. So everyone's going to be picked eventually. In theory. Right? So yeah. then why does it matter? <laughs> why can't everybody just go at once? Yeah. What? I mean, it, it was just a hot air balloon. Had plenty of room in there yeah. for more than one person. It, I mean, and Why does McCavity want to go so bad? I don't know. What happened to him? So that... Oh, shit. McCavity is a tortured soul. Why does he have powers? He He's hated by Where everyone. Where did he get so the he powers? Wants to, he wants to be regenerated into... Oh, do you think uh, the the main cat was the one that went to the Heaviside Lair the year before? Oh no, I don't okay. think that. Why? Because that would be far too much thought put into cats. <laughs> and like Do you remember like the beginning? Like she gets there because an old woman just doesn't want her and puts her in a bag and throws her into an alleyway. Yeah. That's just, the have a side layer. <laughs> God. That's the life she wished for? <laughs> what? <laughs> just bad. Just bad in every sense of the word. I can't definitively say that any part of that movie is good. Except I will... You know what? It's will, entertaining as hell. Yeah. And I will fight that till the day I die. And I will give it that if it wasn't Cats, the cinematography would have been fairly interesting. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked the, the colors, at least. I, I like I said, it's just I'm so happy that this is like the bad movie we got this year. Yeah, because it's just so it's not even in my bottom ten. Did you know that? It's not. No. What's your bottom ten? Because I had I had too much fun. Yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't justify putting it. What's What's your bottom ten? Let's see. Um. The Lion King, Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. What? Yeah. That's the best movie of the year. Um, Atlantics, which. Atlantics is a movie that's probably going to get a best foreign film nomination. Is that apparently people love this movie? I thought it was so boring. Is that with an X? Atlantics. No. Like uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Oh no. Wine Country. Oh, okay. Hellboy. No. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. Captain Marvel. Okay. Tall Girl. Okay. And Dumbo. All right. All right. That's yeah. a fair. That's a fair bottom. I couldn't justify putting a movie that I had so much fun at below those movies. I had so much fun. I was laughing my ass off the whole time. It's... It's... Like, I my favorite jokes, I think, or, like, my favorite, like, part that I would laugh at the most is whenever they would make, like, a human idiom about cats. Oh, my God. When, Which like, Rebel Wilson... always Rebel Wilson. When, when yeah. Rebel Wilson would be like, gets the cats out of the bag. Oh, my God. And I would just lose What's it. What's the matter? Cats got your tongue? Like, within the first 30 seconds... Like, wow, it really, <laughs> really setting the bar low there. 
set the bar. They set the bar so, so low in the beginning of the movie, so and they never funny. managed to pass it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I loved it. It's excellent. Oh, God. It's so funny. Let's not talk about cats anymore. Let's move on. All right. To we went else. through the whole movie. So uh, how much? All right. 30 minutes. Let's not talk about Rise of Skywalker just yet. Okay. We'll save the best for last. Um, let's talk about Marriage Story, because I just Marriage Story? It. It's so good! It's so good. Adam Driver better win the Oscar, he better. and if he doesn't, I'm gonna kill something. Uh, Noah Baumbach is, I think, probably Noah one Baumbach. of my favorite writers. I would be very happy if he won original screenplay. Including Madagascar 3. <laughs> no, yeah, Madagascar 3 gets so much better <laughs> when you realize that it's, <laughs> like, the reason, like, the reason he wrote it was to, to pay his divorce <laughs> lawyers that are... Played I mean, by Ray Liotta in. <laughs> I mean, sorry. I mean, why? Uh, why do anything in Hollywood? Why does anyone in Hollywood do anything if not mm. to pay their divorce lawyers? Of course. Yeah. I saw this rumor that like, or I saw this theory like, because I love following the Oscars every year. Yeah. And I saw this theory from somebody who was like, I think that Marriage Story is just gonna like not perform at the Oscars at all because it's gonna hit too close to home with everybody because they've all been divorced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which was really funny to me. Um, but I think it will hit with yeah. them pretty well. Because it's just... It's, it's so perfect. Adam Driver... Masterfully written. Adam Driver's the best actor in Hollywood. Yes. He's brilliant in everything. Uh, Scarlett Johansson gives the performance of a lifetime. Yeah. Um, I still feel like a lot of what she did was very kind of stiff, I would say. Sure. For the most part, I do think it's the best role that I've seen her in. She's so good. Yeah. She's been good in three different movies this year, which is so good for her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are the... I, I know Endgame. Mm -hmm. what's, what's the other one? JoJo. Oh, that's right. She She's in JoJo. JoJo. I gotta she that, very I well could become, like, the... I think it's 14th person that is nominated twice in one year for acting. Um, nobody's ever won both. Uh, do you I think, think she will? No, she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> supporting. Um, but Laura Dern... For Marriage Laura Story, is probably going to win supporting. Laura Dern. Laura Dern's a good actress. She's very good. Think about how different her <clears throat> performance in Marriage Story is to Little Women. Think about just how different... Those are polar opposite people. Yeah. Like, just the most brutal, like, just aggressive, but, like, still, like, you kind of understand her role yeah. in Marriage Story, and then, like, just the most caring, thoughtful, loving person that the world has ever seen. And Little Women. So good. She's she's so good. She's, she's popping up everywhere now. Yeah. And everybody was mad last year because she was... She's coming back for the next Jurassic Park, right? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. But everybody was mad last year because like, she was in um, that HBO show, movie, yeah. um, The Tale. I thought like, uh, she played like a rape victim. And everybody was like... At, I think it premiered at one of the film... I don't remember. Like Sundance or something. Yeah. And um, one of the early film festivals. And it wasn't purchased yet. And everybody was like, she's going to win Best Actress. She's brilliant in this. And then HBO bought it, so she wasn't eligible. <laughs> everybody was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, she'll probably win this year. She's brilliant. She's so good. That movie's, that movie's very good. I really love Randy Newman's score. Oh my god. I think it's so Don't get me started. I think it's Randy so Newman cool ever. to have a sore like that in a movie like that. I think yeah. it fits really well. Well, and actually that is something that I've been thinking about more as I sweep theaters every day of my life. 
um, is just this idea of how do you make a, f- a score fit a movie? Mm-hmm. Because I think you see a lot of scores, especially in, you know, like animated movies and just the kind of blurted out because the studio needs to make money. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of big orchestra. Yeah. But why? You know, mm-hmm. like you see, you see Marvel movies, you see Star Wars using big orchestras because it fits the aesthetic Adventure, and it fits what yeah. they're going for. Yeah. Um, but like a lot of, a lot of people just kind of do the same thing because it's what it's expected. So when you get something like Marriage Story, which, you know, uses a lot less, and I think especially Meyerowitz stories in terms mm-hmm. of Randy Newman, Meyerowitz stories is basically just a piano and a couple of strings and it's beautiful and it fits the story perfectly. Mm-hmm. It fits the characters perfectly. It creates the world. It's, you know, it's good stuff because movie making requires thought. Not just, you know, Mary story is pretty good. It's very good. I like the idea that it's like this written. phenomenally written. Oh, no, Bumbox genius. Yeah. It, uh, him and Greta Gerwig are such a power couple. Every scene has, like, three different conversations going at once, but yep. it all makes perfect sense. Um, <clears throat> no, yeah. Just, I love the idea of, like, a very, like, I don't want to say childish, but, like, people know Randy Newman's music for yeah. Toy Story, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's a it's a score that's, like, like that, mm-hmm. but in this very serious movie. But, you know, it's called Marriage Story, you know? Like, it's, like... <sighs> It's and the Meyerowitz stories. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> he really likes stories. He do no, but like it's like as serious as it is. You know, he writes it almost like a a story. Yeah, you know, because I mean, and if you really look at the base components, all of you know, all of Noah Baumbach's characters are just big children. <laughs> <laughs> I love Noah Baumbach. They're so good. What a power couple. He's a he that wrote... kid is going to be a genius. What, the actor? The, no, the kid the that they just had. <laughs> no, Obama and Greta Gerwig's kid. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a genius. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Could you imagine having to live up to that? Jesus. <laughs> no, Jesus. Obama and Greta Gerwig. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, no, Obama, he, he did Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, which I think is criminally underrated. Mm-hmm. He did something else with Wes Anderson, right? Yeah, one of the other Wes Andersons he helped write. Is it, I thought, Grand Budapest? No. It's not Grand Budapest. It might be Moonrise Kingdom. Let me check. Maybe it's I Love Dogs. Noah Baumbach. Speaking of Randy Newman, you keep looking. It was Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, speaking of Randy Newman... Uh, if you want to listen to some of his other lesser known songs, uh, the song at the end of the Myrit stories, Old Man, is phenomenal. One of my favorite songs of all time. And also, um, uh, shoot, what's it called? Uh, I think it's going to rain today by Randy Newman, which are both very good and not what you'd expect from the Toy Story guy. The Toy Story guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, man, I love Randy Newman. Oh, yeah, he's good. He's very good. Uh, okay. Where are we at? 40 minutes? Think we can spend 20 minutes on Rise of Skywalker? Um, I don't know. Probably. We can find out. Let's figure it out. (laughs) 
I think the movie's fine. I, I'm just gonna say it. I think it's fine. Upon upon reflection, upon thinking, I think I was disappointed in it. Okay. I do like it a lot. Okay. I will watch it again. I will continue to watch it for the rest of my life because I'm a loser and I'm a nerd and I really mm-hmm. like Star Wars. I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it missed... This is a spoiler warning for Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, obviously. I think it missed a lot of... I don't know. I think it... I know this is, you know, but I think it kind of gave in to fan service a little bit too much, which I don't really okay. have a problem with because I'm a fan mm-hmm. and I enjoy service. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, service me. <laughs> oh. God, Brian. Huh. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, ultimately, it... There are a lot of moments where it doesn't necessarily think about what's best for the story it just kind of goes what's going to make people the happiest mm-hmm. um like the number one example i can think of and here come the real spoilers uh at the end when ray uh is facing palpatine she's on the ground she hears the voices of the jedi um it's, you know, like, it's a fun moment for fans because you hear all these voices that you know and you love and you grew up with. But that whole moment, especially with Palpatine, when she rises up and defeats Palpatine, it really kind of detracts from the whole Anakin is the Chosen One thing. Which I know is, like, a, a strange complaint, but it all also could have been very easily fixed with, instead of all of the Force... Or all of the Jedi speaking to her, it was just Anakin. You know? Okay. Because um, then you could at least say that it was, like, him convincing her or something. You're a much bigger Star Wars fan than I am. I am. And <laughs> this is a problem that I've seen on Twitter before. Yes. Uh, I don't give a shit. Okay. I don't care at all. <laughs> uh, Anakin being the chosen one means nothing to me. Yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, like, Palpatine being alive doesn't detract from what Anakin did in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. even a little bit. I don't think that... It was necessarily about ending... I don't think that Anakin's thing was necessarily even about ending, um, like, the Sith and Emperor Palpatine or whatever. I think that it should have been, at least at the time, much more about saving Luke. And I think that that's far more powerful in Return of the Jedi. Well, his whole thing um, was about, Which is the one that I care about. His whole thing was about bringing balance to the Force. Yeah, sure. And, <laughs> whatever you say. Whatever you say. <laughs> I personally think that what is powerful and moving about Return of the Jedi specifically that moment is that he is saving Luke yeah and I think that that's what I attach to with that character and I don't think that it's also just because I don't give a shit about the prequels and pretend they don't exist yeah so I don't know a lot about Anakin (laughs) (laughs) and I don't particularly care about Anakin that much you should watch the Clone Wars boy I don't I'll maybe I've heard they're good so I'll probably watch those but to me as someone who is like I don't know a lot. Okay, I've seen the 11 movies. That is the only content I've consumed. Um, I hate the prequels. They're terrible. Sure. And anyone that thinks that this movie is near the quality of those is absurd. 
Um, and, and it, asterisk, asterisk to that, I'll talk about it in a second, yeah. but, like, um, like, I think that what's compelling about Anakin and Darth Vader in the original trilogy is his connection to Luke, yeah. as well as his connection to the Force, mm-hmm. and how they kind of mirror each other, right. and him saving Luke in the end, to me, is far more important than him ending Palpatine. Okay. And that's I think that's the point, and I don't think that Rey, uh, ultimately ending Palpatine does anything to detract from that. Okay. So that's what I care about. I understand the complaint, though. But I do I also. You know what? I do. I do like that. I do. And I'm, I'm gonna think that way from now on because I, <laughs> I want to like this movie as much as possible. <laughs> um, and you know, for the most part, I do. Um, I, I, I can see it from both sides because I understand mm-hmm. kind of the, how a lot of people didn't really like the filmmaking of it, like the more kind of film side of people. The script is nonsense. The, oh, no, it's, <laughs> it's genuinely the worst paced movie I've the, ever seen. The <laughs> relation of it to like a video game in the sense of like, oh, we need to go with this. Oh, before that, we need to go get this. Yeah. Oh, but we need this clue to find this. It's like it's like an Uncharted game where like yeah. you are finding clue after clue. It's not so much character driven. It doesn't like feel exactly. Yeah. And like whenever the plot tries to move itself forward, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, but so what I like about the Rise of Skywalker is I think that it nails a couple of very key character points. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not nail some others, yeah. but those are also the ones that I think were neglected in The Last Jedi. Particularly, I think um, it really nails the Rey and Kylo slash Ben. Correct. Yeah. Um, Kylo Ren is, in my opinion, the greatest character that has come out of Star Wars. And that makes me so happy. Um, I think know. that he's better than Luke. I think he's better than Vader. I think he's better than everyone. I sure. think he's the best character that Star Wars has ever produced. I think that he's brilliant. I think that the, everything that he does is amazing. Uh-huh. And I want, when The Rise of Skywalker comes out on Blu-ray, I really want to make... A video about how great it's gonna be on Ben Disney is Plus. or on Disney Plus that yeah. that instead, but like, <laughs> I really want to just have like a very long study and conversation about what makes him so great because yeah. I think that he's truly perfect. Yeah. Um. I thought. Yeah. I thought Ray was at her strongest in this one. I th- I love Ray. Yeah. This one it felt more like she had an actual character. It felt like sure. she had a driving force, and it like. Mm-hmm. The emotions that she was feeling, you could also feel. Yeah. Um, whereas in the last ones, I definitely feel like it was more like, okay, what's going on? Who am I? Where am I going? What am I doing? It was really interesting to me, like, the <clears throat> complaints I saw about how, like, Ray is, like, suddenly, like, so much better at the Force. I'm like, she it's exactly trying. what happens in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the exact same thing. <laughs> I, would say, I would say it makes even more sense in this one, because in yeah. the very beginning, you see her... Going through training. this training thing that yeah. she's clearly been doing for a while. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see. What else do I like? Um, I I know a lot of people were kind of upset with it for various kind of nitpicky reasons, but I really liked the Death Star fight. I thought it was really cool. I thought it, uh, um, it was gorgeous pe- to look at. Yeah. People um, were, I think people were, I don't want to say mainly upset, but a lot of people were upset about the, you know, the prequel jumping. Uh, but I thought it was a fun way of yeah. you know, connecting this last trilogy to the prequel trilogy. Yeah. It's like you can't completely get rid of the fact that they were doing flips and massive yeah. jumps like that. Mood. I, and I thought they at least they look good now. Yeah. You know, at least yeah. they look fine. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't have a problem with them. Yeah. Um, 
let's see, what else did I like? I think that we should talk about Ray being a Palpatine. Yeah. I don't mind it. Neither do I. Um, I thought it was a little bit lackluster of a reveal, mm -hmm. and I think it kind of went back on what Ryan Johnson worked hard to do. Uh, But I, you know, I didn't think it was the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah. So I think that... Okay. Yeah. One of the best parts of The Last Jedi Uh is when you find out that she's a no one. Yeah. I think. I think that that's, like, such an interesting... Well, because, I mean, you know, Ryan Johnson talked about it, and he said that he was kind of going back on the um, Empire Strikes Back Mm -hmm. of the hardest thing that Luke could hear in that moment was that Darth Vader was his father. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of the conflict came from. So he was thinking along the same lines, what's the hardest thing for Rey to hear right now? And it's that she's ultimately not important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I think is really interesting. And I think ultimately... Mm-hmm. I wish they would have stuck with it. Yeah. Um, but I also think that this is an alternative route that they could have taken. Like, if they had said this from the beginning, yeah. I also think that would have been interesting. Yeah. Because then it's not, like, necessarily, like... So the idea of you can come... It, you don't have to be in this family yeah. to, like, have the Force. Or a strong, feel a strong connection to the Force, right? Mm-hmm. Is obviously very compelling. But I also think it's... I don't want to say equally compelling around equally compelling that you can come from either side of this and Mm. it doesn't mean that you're gonna feel light or dark yeah relationship doesn't determine doesn't determine who you are right it's this it's similar in it made me think of harry potter how not all slytherins are bad guys yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) not all gryffindors are good guys you know like it's similar kind of thinking there yeah and i think what they tried to do which i don't like is they like shoehorned finn into that new role of you don't really need a force, you don't need a family to have oh, the force connection. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was really forced. But I think uh, that... <laughs> <laughs> but I think that Ryan Johnson should have did... This one. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but also did, or at least should have written it, yeah. um, did a good job driving home that point. Especially yeah. as I know a lot of people poke fun. But yeah. the, the broom kid, right? Yeah. The broom kid, I, like I think, is very kid. powerful. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not just Ray. Mm-hmm. You know, there are others out there. And it, I think that's really important. It, it and I think that that moment kind of lets this one slide a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, that it's not like, even though Ray is a member of this family, we still know there are people out there. Right. You know? And I think that that's. I hope that's what Ryan yeah. Johnson's. Because he's making a trilogy, I think. Uh, he... Okay, so I'm, I'm really torn on whether <laughs> yeah. or not I want him to. Because I think it would be amazing. Yeah. But also, if he just made Knives Out sequels for the rest of his life, yeah. fine by me. <laughs> I wouldn't want Knives Out sequels. I want him to do No, he's it's stuff. not sequels. He's doing, like... Well, he's already said he's making more out oh, of the he character. Really? He's making more of oh, the okay. Daniel Craig character. Like, he's going to make uh, more who guys. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not going to be like the same character. It's just going to be Daniel Craig. Like this kind of like old school serialized yeah. murder mystery. Yeah. Okay. He's going to do more of them. Okay, that's fine. Um, I do think he'd make a great Star Wars trilogy. He would. Um, he's just also, one of the most talented directors working today. Yeah, he's really... I think his strengths Especially come even writers. like stronger yeah. as a writer. Yeah. He's yeah. really creative and he really understands characters. Yeah. Um, and what makes them 
not only like interesting but entertaining yeah like he's really good at making just people fun to watch yeah um he got leia the best in all of the which i, I agree I mean, you know jj had a tough time, a tough time yeah. with this last one for obvious reasons i think they gave her a good send-off yeah yeah i really the, um okay let's talk about that for a second okay. because um the way that they did it was very interesting um they used archive footage mm -hmm. which wasn't in force awakens last jedi i think just force awakens actually. i think it was mostly force awakens yeah um and i do think they actually reused some bits of dialogue um but it was it was weird i can't say i fault them for how they handled it because i did i do think they did it the best that they could have mm -hmm. um but you could certainly tell that yeah it was a cgi head replacement on top of a person who was just standing still because if they moved too much then her head would look yeah. like it was floating i feel like a lot of the dialogue felt like it was you know suddenly yeah. taking right turns to accommodate what she was going to say next um but ultimately i think where it mattered yeah they got it yeah and especially with her spoilers mm -hmm. with her death scene mm -hmm. um i thought that was very powerful mm -hmm. i I thought that was a really nice moment of connecting this one to The Last Jedi mm -hmm. in showing that using that power to connect, um, it takes a lot out of you, mm -hmm. um, like hearkening back to Luke. Uh, and Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was nice. A good send-off. Mm-hmm. That, that when they incorporated Leia's theme, yeah. it got me. <laughs> Leia's theme is <laughs> one of so my favorite beautiful. themes in Star Wars. Just so beautiful. Oh, gosh. Okay, I think we have one more big thing to talk about. Palpy? No, oh. I didn't even think about Palpy. I always just forget about yeah. Palpy. He's kind of... We can talk about Palpy briefly, when, then we'll do the other thing. Well, when they showed him in full when he was in the dangly thing, yeah. I could only think GLaDOS. <laughs> <laughs> so, Palpy... Okay. Yeah. So here's my thing with Palfi. Obviously, it's lazy, right? Like, yeah. to put him in. Yeah. Um, but I think that, like, once he's in and you accept that he's in, I think he's fine. Yeah. I think he's okay. Right? Like, yeah. I, I don't think that he detracts from the movie at all. I think that, like, it's very, like, just OG Star Wars, the yeah. big baddie, you know? Um, which Ian is... McDermott does a great job again. Yes, of course. <laughs> which is... Not as interesting, I don't think, as The Last Jedi, but yeah. also, like, not particularly less interesting than, yeah. say, Return of the Jedi or whatever, right? I do think it was um, interesting showing how he kind of perpetrated this whole war again. Yeah. To show that, you know, he really is just this yeah. evil, cunning, clever, yes. amazing guy. Um, So I think once you accept it, and you just kind of, like take it like it's like right yeah. in that first sentence that's, the death the death yeah. you know <laughs> and like once that, once you take it it's fine like that, just it's not fine but like it's fine <laughs> that i think is most of the movie is yeah. once you take it it's enjoyable it's yeah fun you, once you accept what they changed which i wish they didn't yeah <laughs> oh my gosh. and one of the hardest it's things okay. i think for me to come to terms with is uh, there is a lot that you just kind of have to Except now, yeah. <laughs> um, that it's like, man, I really do wish that I didn't have to just accept, accept that. <laughs> so there's uh, actually two things I want to talk about. I'm saving yeah. the big one for last. Okay, but uh, 
The one thing that I think is, like, inexcusable that they did uh, is they just fucked over Kelly Marie Tran. Absolutely. That's um, a lot of people I think that. that's just an insult. I really don't understand why they did it. I mean, like, I know that people didn't like the Finn and Rose stuff in The Last Jedi. I um, like there was a better way to go with that. But and I think, like, the hints of her character that we saw in this one would have been much more interesting than... You know that the... If they had flushed Her sister... Out. Yeah. In the Last Jedi, has more screen time than she does in the in the Rise of Skywalker. Oh my God, she does. And her sister dies in the first scene. Jesus, that's how little Kelly Marie Tran is in this movie, and I think that's just you're throwing away. First of all, an amazing actress. Amazing actress. Um. Second of all, an important character. She, yeah. Her and Finn kissed. <laughs> yeah. Nobody talks about. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <clears throat> like just. She's. I do think that have... at, at the very least, she's an opportunity to have another compelling character. Right. And it was just out of laziness to write her. Yeah. And I do think they have something planned with, or at the very least, they should have something planned with Finn and Rose in the yeah. future that maybe expands upon that. Uh, because there was a lot of stuff with Finn too that they were. Yeah. With. Finn. <sighs> Finn. <laughs> uh, Finn is just a big barrel of missed opportunity. Oh, yeah. Um, I still think he's very charismatic. I like watching him. I like John Boyega's performance. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, I like the idea of Finn. Yeah. And they just never... Ca it, the character writes itself. Yeah. It's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy. He's a deserted stormtrooper. Look, here's these other deserted stormtroopers. You should do a thing. Maybe he, like, goes and recruits other deserted stormtroopers. Yeah. That would be interesting. He's also it's just so the embodiment. Easy. It's just the embodiment of, like, the theme of all of it. Is that, like, no matter what, hope will, mm -hmm. you know. And Poe? So Poe, I think, got screwed by Leia. By Carrie Fisher dying. Because I think that Poe was supposed to have a lot to do with Leia in this movie. And I think that was the plan. Yeah. Um, Ryan Johnson. At least Ryan Johnson, obviously, yeah. how much plan did they have? But I think that's where his character was supposed to go. And you kind of saw that with him kind of like replacing Leia. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. I think you're just missing out on a few scenes there yeah. that you really need. It really Carrie should Fisher have just for. been a very long movie. So, so Poe <laughs> and Finn just kind of get screwed to this sidekick position. Poe for a reason that like, that sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's <laughs> terrible. And Finn, for, I don't know why, that's the easiest thing to write in the world. I can yeah. write that. <laughs> um, which sucks. Um, but, yeah. I mean, it's not a perfect movie. <laughs> Far from. But. It's en it's enjoyable. And I, I don't know. As a Star Wars fan, I do appreciate parts mm -hmm. of it. Um, I, I definitely appreciate parts, yeah. many parts of it. Um, do you know what the last thing we have talked about is? trying to think uh big I mean, controversy lando was kind of lando's there yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh 3po is great 3po is great this i is really like 3po. 3po i mean i think i think they tried to hammer home the 3po is gonna die bit a bit too strong and <laughs> yeah immediately reverse on yeah. it <laughs> um you gotta talk about the kiss the kit oh would you say that's the most controversial thing yes i was fine with that and I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not huge, I never have been huge on Raylo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, th I mean, I thought it was a fine moment. It was a good, quiet, okay. 
um, I think it made sense for the characters. Okay. I agree with you. I, I think so too. I was, I was, I think I was equally like, uh, and okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure that it would have been nearly as good if they didn't act the hell out of it. Yes. Um, first of all, That's like Adam best. driver. Is so good in that scene. Um, but also like, I like the kiss, mm. but I'm not sure it had to be a kiss. Okay. I think they needed a moment together. And I think that they needed a moment to express what they felt for each other. But I don't know if that necessarily needed to be romantic. Should have been like the Ray and Leia um, It could have been. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I still like the kiss. Because yeah. I, th- I think it makes sense. I wanted to see more of Ben Solo. And I think my biggest... No, that's so perfect. That's my favorite part of it. What, that he dies? Yes. He has I mean, to okay. die there. No, I'm, I'm glad that he dies. Yeah. Um, but like once he, once he came back and once he was like, mm-hmm. um, once he was officially Ben again, mm-hmm. he was just without any words, literally no words. He didn't say anything for yeah. the entire third act. No, he said, he, he was, said, ouch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was just so charismatic uh, and fun. And it's like, I want to watch him yeah. do stuff. No, but. So he my, takes out the the Knights of Ren like they're yeah. absolutely nothing. <laughs> my, my favorite thing about the kiss yeah. is that moment after that smile he gives. So good. The only smile I'm in I would willing to bet he's the only smile he gives as in, Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um well, or as Ben. Whatever. In the entire in trilogy. The trilogy. trilogy. He smiles. And then he dies. Yeah. And I think that like the most compelling thing, spoiler alert for my uh video that I'll make in many months, yeah. um, is that he Burp. like is so hell-bent for the first two and a half movies on just complete control. Yeah. And in the end, ultimately, he's satisfied, and he's just so happy to satisfy even one person. This this is the only person in the world he cares about. This is the only person that's ever going to see him Mm. as the good guy that he was. And that's fine with him. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. And I... I love that. <laughs> I I love that moment so much. I think it's so good. I think it's so well acted. Mm-hmm. And I think that Kylo Ren is a perfect character, and I love him so much. Um, yeah. Okay. That's what yeah. I want to say about the kiss. That's all I want to say. That's all I want to say. Um, yeah. I know people are upset about the last scene for you know whatever reason. I. People are just so. Oh, the last scene. I so nitpicky. Didn't like the last scene, but really? I'm like okay. I think the last scene I, I was think one that, of the scenes I was happiest with. That's interesting. I don't think that because again, I like the idea that like the Skywalker family is not associated with the light side. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. She's from a pal. She's a Palpatine. Yeah. And that doesn't mean she's a bad person, and I think that's the point they should have driven home, rather than like. Ray Skywalker, yeah. you know, like I'm a good guy. I promise. Yeah, um, I think that it's good in the sense that like she's like living up to their legacy. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's what like Han says to Ben is like, go go back, and he's like, I can't anymore. And she's like, your mother's gone, but what she stood for, what she fight fought for, that's still there. Yeah, and I think that's the point. I think that that's what they're trying for is like. The Skywalkers are gone, but what they stood for, 
what they fought for, that's still very much alive through Rey and through yeah. other Force-connected people. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what they're going for. But I also just really like the idea that you don't have to be a Skywalker yeah. um, I really, in particular. I really just saw it as Luke and Leia were the closest things that she had to a mother yeah. and then father figure. Um, and, you know, legacy and mm-hmm. making sure that all the good that they stood for lived on. Uh, and I think it, you know, I, I can understand where you're coming from with the no, yeah, Skywalker I, isn't associated with... I ultimately Star. think it's fine because, like, you know, I thought about it more and I thought about what I think it means. Um, I don't think that it's, like, shitting on the fact that she's a Palpatine. Yeah. But, I don't know. I wish they had found, like, a different way to present it. Well, and also you have to think that Palpatine for 70 years was an evil emperor yeah. that was hell-bent on... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he manipulated, like, three different wars. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Uh, I liked her lightsaber. There's a there's a fun little detail. Mm-hmm. The, um, the design of her lightsaber is the top bit of her staff. Is it really? That's it awesome. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's stuff like that that I love. Is like the, the, the tinier so. little yeah. like you wouldn't pick up on it unless you're mm-hmm. like really looking. Um, one nitpick that I do have, and this is literally just because I like it, is I think Leia should have had a purple lightsaber for no reason other than I think she would look good with a purple lightsaber. <laughs> I like purple lightsabers, man. <laughs> No, that was specifically a Samuel L. Jackson thing. (laughs) He's legit. In all of the movies and TV shows, he's the only one with a purple lightsaber. How is that possible? How is that allowed? Does anybody have a gold one? Uh, Ray. Except for Ray. Well, it's yellow, I guess, but just Ray. Does anybody in, like, the Clone Wars have one? No. That's cool. I mean, not as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) There's someone in the Clone Wars in Rebels with a black one. That's cool. The Darksaber. It's very cool. Shit. <laughs> it's Mandalorian. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like Star Wars. Star Wars is cool. <laughs> Man, yeah. I just love the world that Star Wars builds. I don't know. I think the movie's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I can understand... Love the, Ray. The, love I can Kyla. understand the bigger qualms. Uh, it's horribly paced. Horribly, horribly paced. The first, like, hour of it, I felt like I was getting whiplash. I think the two, I guess, three important character moments, I think it gets them well. Yeah. Which is Kylo, Rey, and Leia. I think it hits them well. You know, I think the biggest thing about it was it just didn't really feel much like they were stakes. Like it, you know, I don't know. I feel you. That's kind of like the Disney-ification yeah. of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, there's a big baddie and he's going to do something bad. how to make stakes. No. Um, no. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's it's I mean, fine. It's not as bad as people say it is, I don't think. No. Because um, I think it hits home some very... I, I'm just obsessed with Kylo Ren, and I think it does it well, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That about does it. Um, okay. Anything else? No, I'm good. Uh, cool. Let's wrap this up, then. Okay. Uh... I don't want to plug all of our stuff. Don't do it. We don't do it. We don't use that. But I will plug myself. That was a bad way to put that. (laughs) 
Um, I am going to shamelessly promote though, because over the course of the last couple of months, I was helping a local band, some pals of mine who are called Archie and the Bird Brains. Uh, I helped them make their first couple of music videos. They're called Cool Wet Wednesday and Retroglycerin, respectively. Uh, I like them. I like them too. I think they're fun. They are fun. Uh, I think Retroglycerin is the best looking thing I've ever made. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's nice. Uh, but they also just make like really good music. Like I really like their music. Um, and they just dropped an album, their third album, which is called Retroglycerin. And it's a very good album. Uh, and they're very talented people. Yeah. So I would love it if you would check out those music videos and you maybe should. give their music a listen. They're very good. Uh, the only thing that I do is Letterboxd still. That's good though. Yeah. People people like it. I don't know if that's true. <coughs> <laughs> no, people I like I, I get notifications from people liking all of your stuff. Because I'm the only one that uses the account Jack. <laughs> I don't no, watch okay. movies anymore. It's okay. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna keep using it in twenty twenty. Oh yeah. That's what is that? Letterbox.com slash M3 movies. Yeah. Cool. I think I'm gonna stop putting my name in front of every review though, because I'm the only one with those reviews. Oh my god. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably write reviews eventually. I'm you know, doing other things, man. I feel you. Uh so yeah, cool. Thanks for listening. I miss doing this. Oh, I might make a top ten soon. Okay. Maybe. Top ten Star Wars. Top ten Star Wars. Top eleven. Star Wars. All of them except the Phantom Menace. <laughs> Um, I might make a top 10 second half of the year because I did that the first half of the year oh, right. and there's just it wouldn't even be 10 I would have to do 15 I wouldn't be able to do 10 do you have an idea of what they would be? yeah well my, I mean so does if the, the list is all in my letterbox I keep, <laughs> oh, okay. I keep it okay. I keep it going throughout the whole year I don't like do, do like a thing where I go back in hindsight I have yeah. I rank things as I see them so do you have any, I know what they would be do you have any M3 suggestions? I've been watching Community. We talked about that. Community's really good. Yeah. Little Women, I've seen four times. Yeah. Um, excellent movie. Um, I went to Columbus with my friend Aiden. Oh, that's right. You did. We, went, we did a 10-hour road trip to Indiana <laughs> for the basic reason of uh, taking artsy pictures. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, but it's we went there because of a movie called... called Columbus. Columbus. It's on Hulu. Please watch it. It's so it's good. It's very good. It's a very good movie. Um, Haley Lou Richardson should have won the Oscar. Mm -hmm. uh, fuck Francis McDormand. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, play Zoo Tycoon. Play Zoo Tycoon? Zoo Tycoon. You're I've been playing Zoo Tycoon. You're a genius. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, watch The Mandalorian. It's very good. I need to watch The Mandalorian. You do. It's very good. All right, uh, that is it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jack. I'm Brian. We love your super faces. Bye-bye. Hey.